Hello and welcome to Uncomfortable with Jimmy D. Nickel and we're on to the third episode. Jesus, I never thought we would see the day. But yeah, here we are. So this is exciting. And it's a lovely day outside today and I am inside recording, but you know what I mean? It's just I felt like, you know, I'm alone in my flat. Just thought, you know, it's a good time to have a chat with no one to reply. <laughs> um but yeah, I have an interview lined up for after, so it'll be okay, I'll have something to talk to you then. Um, yeah, so this week's been interesting. Uh, I read something on the news app, which uh, was quite interesting, I thought, which was, a candidate in the Scottish election next month is saying that gay marriage caused COVID. You see, I read that, I read that headline, and it says, it says, Scottish like election candidate says that gay marriage is the cause of COVID. And, you know, obviously he's, they've got that from somewhere, but it actually he actually said it's related to it, which is basically the same thing, you know what I mean? It's just, it just, it's just hard they word it differently. I, I, I just think the, 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 the headline would have been just as bad if he would have goes, gay marriage is related to COVID. Like, and he's actually running in Scotland for, like, an elec- the elections next month. I wonder how he will fare. I don't know how, you know... Scotland is for that whole thing, but I know they're not as bad as Northern Ireland. So, um, yeah, he has, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just baffles me. <laughs> you you're gonna ha- you have to laugh at these things because you know this this man is obviously if you've seen the picture from you would know he you can just tell he has like as you know said a screw loose. Somewhere, something has like gone wrong. He, he thinks that is like he, he truly believes. Like I would love to have him on the podcast. Wouldn't that be an interesting interview? Having him on, just having a chat about what he like his beliefs. I I find it really interesting. Uh, whenever you know, like learn about other people's beliefs, and I think you know I do make fun of like Christianity and stuff, but like you know just because I know about it, I I'm not making fun of like. Judaism or anything else because I don't know enough about it. I would lo- I would really love to, and I would lo- you know what? I would love to sit down with a Trump supporter, just talk to them on you know. I know obviously, I feel like in the, in this world you have to, um, be able to. Find, you know, you obviously you have you know your differences, but you have to find like you know neutral ground. There's going to be something we both me and a Trump supporter could agree on, which is probably like, you know, we love our families or something, you know what I mean? There might be something. But I would just love to sit down and interview them and ask them why that's their beliefs. You know what I mean? I think that would be fascinating because it's not like we're going to be best friends and go, you know, like skipping down the road doing fucking hopscotch together. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. Like, it really is. And then there's like a lot of people out there, you know, people who think that, you know, I, like I would imagine, love to get sat down with one of the leaders of, you know, them countries where it's, if you're gay, you're sentenced to death. Like, I said that before, but, like, how interesting would that interview be? Look at me, I, I'm, I'm sounding like I have some, some sort of platform. I have three people listen to this podcast. I'm not a fucking Oprah here. You know what I mean? And she done that whole thing with Meghan Markle, which was so dramatic. I loved every minute of it. it was so like obviously, what uh, you know, there's you can, whether you believe what Meghan said or not, that special that was aired was amazing. I think the way it was structured it was so dramatic. It was literally like a posh version of EastEnders. It was like it. It was. It just made it made me laugh so much. That bit where Oprah goes, I always quote it to people now, which is like. 
And whenever Megan was like, um, yeah, I was silent. And then Oprah was like, you know, big eyes. It's like, it's a whole meme. Were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> and it just, it just makes me laugh. But um, yeah, this man, the Scottish election, I hope that it, that you get in. No, I don't. <laughs> Can you imagine him in office? You know what I mean? Like, it would just be mad. There's not, it's just not gonna happen. There's no point. It's like a fucking clown running. He's a fucking clown. There's no point. You know what I mean? People like that, you know, I don't like really do, I, you know, sometimes, you know, that you know, he, he's gonna get a wee badge said, you know, like you get in sports day. Well done for participating. You know what I mean? I don't even think he deserves that, to be honest. But anyway. What else have I done this week? Let me think. Um, watch the original Halloween movie. I've never seen it. I'm a big fan of the re the, the remake one that was out in 2017-18 with, you know, Jimmy Lee Curtis and it, like, was... Uh, it's one of my favourite films. Favourite horror films, anyway. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I watched the original, which was strange to see a movie that old. You know, like, I'm not I'm not one for watching old movies and that was, that was an old one. And... It was interesting now, it was creepy in the sense that I don't really get scared very easily, but I'm in a, I'm in the flat alone, and, you know, I wasn't scared then, you know what I mean? So if I, I, I really don't think I'm going to get scared by any horror movie if I'm in a flat alone watching a horror movie. You know, but it's, that's the thing, isn't it? That um, movies like that are, like, they're older now, and it's more laughable. Like, you know, I know, like, my mum and my family would be like, whenever The Exorcist first came out, it was, you know major and it was fucking scary as you know anything they'd never seen anything like it and now you watch it you just laugh you know what I mean like the, the horror movies of our you know like ages like The Conjuring Insidious they're like they, they are proper scary movies I think some of them are a wee bit you know you can feel like you know they've all been they're all like a bit been there done that with a lot of them, but some really do have original takes, like A Quiet Place, my probably my favourite horror film, it, just because it does something different, and it's just so refreshing to see, because I've seen so many of them shitty, slasher, horrible films, that films, that's the way, it's, it's not strange way I say that, Um, I've, I've been told I say that strangely, but anyway, yeah, I've seen so many shitty horror films, like, one of the worst I can remember is like, a one called Countdown, where you get like this app on your phone and it tells you how many days you have to live. Then, you know, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Then there's just, you know, that one truth or dare with that Lucy Heel girl from a Pretty Little Liars, a dreadful fucking show. Um, how it ran on for so long, they're making like a new thing out of it. You know, it's just such a tweeny little. Oh, it just makes me... I just really despise that show. The acting is terrible. Just overall, just fucking dreadful. Um, but yeah, watch ha Halloween Alone. <laughs> and yeah, it was good. Michael Myers, you know, back in the day. I can, I can see how that really was such a good film back then. And it, it, it just interests me that like back then it was reviewed so well and I just would wonder it just interests me like how that would fare if it came out now because I don't think it would come out as well because it's not that great of a film to be honest I think I'd give it like a 7 out of 10 that's being generous you know what I mean I just think that it's because I've just used I've seen good horror films now with 
you know, it, it's just I'm very easy to compare, and it's just it it, it like Jamie Lee Curtis is good in it and stuff, but I don't know why I'm rambling on about this, but you know what I mean. Um, oh yes, and then I find seen this thing like I don't really go on Facebook very much, but I went on Facebook for a while uh, to see my dog's birthday, Amy. Um, her name's Amy. Uh, people think that's an interesting choice for a dog's name because it's kind of a human name. It's not like fluffy or fucking pixie or. I don't know, something stupid, um, you know, but yeah, like it, it's a, it's an interesting name. It's not like a, a unique name, but it's like more of a, it's a unique name for a dog, I think. And basically, it's after Amy Winehouse because I'm a big big fan of Amy Winehouse, and my a lot of my family actually just call her now just Winehouse. Where's Winehouse today? Did you take Winehouse for a walk yet? You know all these different things. So, yeah, basically, what was my point? Yeah, on Facebook to see some posts. That a post that was put on Facebook about my dog for her birthday, and I was like, oh, I want to see that, you know, and it was cute videos when she was a puppy, and it was cute, and I was like loving life. And then I had a scroll, and then I seen this story, and um, yeah, so I went on to a Facebook, as I said, and I was scrolling for ages, and then I found this story, that's what I'm trying to say, but uh, I've got to retreat back, maybe say, give it, th- retreat back three years, take back three years, right? So we were in, I was in business studies class with a couple of my friends. We were just sitting at night. So then we were just sitting and there was nothing really to do. Or maybe it was travel and tourism class. Because I had done travel and tourism B-Tech, um, which was the best class ever. Like, honestly, the best laugh. You'll never do anything better than travel and tourism. It's actually, I think it might have just been our school, though, and the teacher and stuff. Uh, made everything just so much better. But what I'm saying is, so the, this my friend comes over to tell me this story and she starts it like, um, okay, so I have this story to tell you and it's shocking and I couldn't believe it when I heard it and I was like, oh my God, I'm intrigued. Um, and she's like, okay. And then and then we all sat down, a couple of us in this circle and we're like, right, tell the story, right, go. She goes, okay. So this group of girls that my mum's friends, friend, friend, something, dog's mother, own nose, you know, own nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a really, really far relation. It was like, you know, something ridiculous and um she said this is a story so this group of girls they were like you know girls holiday they went to like ibiza and you know they were really like so like buzzing to go they were hyped and they went to went to ibiza over they went you know they were like a, a good few days in and they had this great like a time they've been having like going to clubs and you know been having the like on the beach all the time and then you know they've been you know they've been having a good time both uh, in the clubs and out of the clubs and stuff and then they've been like getting with boys and stuff and you know uh you know as you do and there's literally no judgment in that and uh you know they were having and then there was one night they were in this club and there were this this girl seen this boy and she, he was like you know looking at her and stuff and she went over one of the girls and she went over and she like made art with him and you know as you you know like as you do in a club like as you do and not anymore because of covid but you know um yeah made art with him and uh she was gonna take him back but he was she was just really i feel like she just like you know uh the mood was kind of you know she just was too drunk or something and she didn't want to take him back because she didn't want to be unconscious but you know sometimes men don't really mind that um but she took him back or didn't take it back, sorry. She went back to her, the, the flat herself with the girls and then she woke up the next morning and like round her lips were really sore and she like, like had something like, like this like, it was like an ulcer or something on the outside of her lip or something or like a cold sore, that's what I mean. 
and she was like, oh my god, that's so sore. And obviously she was sitting in a room and then she stayed in the room the rest of the day because it was so sore and then all the girls went out or whatever. And then, I'm hopefully I'm telling the story right. Um, but yeah, basically she got worse and worse and she was like, girls, like the girls came back after the day out and they were like, right girls, I'm going to have to go to the hospital. This is actually getting so bad. And they were like, are you serious? And they were like, yeah. And they tried to get like medication stuff during the day, but obviously girlies, it wasn't working. Then she like... Um, it just wouldn't wasn't go down. They went to the hospital and they took a swab and she was in there. You know, obviously in a foreign hospital, you're fucking shitting yourself because you don't know if you're going to be like, you know, taken down and fucking getting an autop a living opt autopsy performed on you or something because you've like signed the wrong form. Um, so basically she went, she went, she was waiting on this results and the girls were with her and then uh, they were like, uh, we're not going to be able to get the results for a couple of days. So she they flew home anyway. It was the time to go home and obviously she was like, this is obviously horrendous having this thing in her face. And then she went home and uh, she was at home and then she got this like a phone call and it was obviously from the doctors over there and there was someone that spoke English or something. And I got this phone call and it was like, um, we've got the results back uh, from your test and it's kind of, uh, I think it's uh, it's something that we've never had, had to, you know, uh, say before we see they were like they, didn't, they were like kind of like me right now like you know confuddled didn't know what to say and she was like oh what is it what is it and she was like well basically what you've got on your face is um uh this is this ulcer this like condition this like skin rash or something or like ulcers or cold sores or whatever you can only get from eating human brains eating human brains so obviously she made the connection that it was it wasn't her. They obviously made it wasn't this her, this her. And she was. They were like, "Who have you kissed in there? Like, what have you been in contact with?" And then she like said it was him. That that boy. It obviously was because it was the night before. It's the only boy she kissed that night. And they were like, "Oh my god!" And then basically, uh, the police obviously got in contact. They tried to like track him down and stuff. And like this is so dramatic. I I, I we were like loving this in our travel and tourism class. Literally fucking salivating over this story this is amazing and basically told told this story and uh yeah so what was i saying i've lost my point now um yes so yes she was a uh, got this phone call she was oh my god what the fuck and then they tried to track this man down uh, and apparently like then they arrested him and the whole thing happened and it was all because down to this girl and then basically this girl obviously got like something to cure it and she got sort of got medication, antibiotics or whatever. And uh, yeah, and then I, like for that was years ago. And for years, like I was just, I've told so many people that story and I think it's just so fascinating, isn't it? And I was on Facebook the other day and I scrolled down and there's the fucking story on Facebook. And it's not a fucking true story at all. It's just some made up shite. So I have been telling so many cunting people that story and telling them how this like telling it like I just did to you so dramatically and so like sort of build up and I like you know trying to make it like a good story to be told. That's not even fucking true. So fuck you, Emma Johnson, for telling me that. Name dropper. But I just couldn't believe that. I seen I remember seeing it on Facebook and I was like Are you fucking kidding me I thought that was the most amazing. that's like a Stephen King fucking book like you know that, that's like I could pitch that as a script idea amazing amazing but it's a funny story it's a funny story
But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just fascinates me that I've been going around so many people, and you know, like them people might have told other people. So there's a story going about, and they're just gonna think that, and they might have told other people themselves. It, it's like you know been spreading, and it turns out it's not even a fucking true story. Oh dear, oh dear. This week's guest is Tamara. Hello, Tamara. How are you today? Hello. I am good. Good. Oh. I, am, I am good. You were just about to ask how am I interrupting yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This interview ever. I'm just interrupting you already. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, if you want to tell my li- listeners who you are, how you know me and like what you do with your life. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Tamara. Um, I am a film production and screenwriting student. Um, I'm also a Twitch streamer. Um, I play Minecraft, Valorant, that kind of stuff. Um, how did I meet Jamie? So I think me and Jamie kind of bonded over, um, the fact that we'd never seen Harry Potter, (laughs) like ever. Um, so yeah, we met in our screenwriting class, quite like at the beginning of the year, pretty much. Um, yeah, we just bonded over the fact that we'd never seen Harry Potter. And, and the then, rest the class had. Yeah, it was just us that had never seen it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, and uh, both obviously screenwriters. Obviously, that's what you said. But um, and people always often ask me, you know, because screenwriting is not the number one choice for all people. You know, like no parent is making any oh, child yeah. do screenwriting. So, and I know you originally done nursing, so I was just wondering why the nursing got ditched and the screenwriting like was taken into yeah, your yeah, grasp. Yeah. So I think it was the whole like classic um, parents being like, oh, you should do this. It's a reliable job. You know, it's good pay. It's respectable. That kind of stuff. Like my parents, my grandparents really wanted me to do uh, mental health nursing. Yeah. And um, when I like I'd all, I've always been like a big film buff. I've always liked writing um, like creatively. I love telling stories and stuff like that. Um, but like it kind of got ingrained into my head when I was younger that you know it's not a career. Don't even try it. Like don't take that risk. Yeah. And like as I was going throughout the nursing, I just realised that it's not for me. Um. I just I just did not enjoy it at all. I it no just aspect wasn't of right. it. No. No. I think it's something a career like that is. It's hard to tell if you'll enjoy it straight away yeah it's something you have to experience first which you did yeah i did and you know wasn't for me and mm. instead of kind of going on with a course that i didn't enjoy and having to end up with a career that i wouldn't fully love and especially with nursing you need to love what you're doing yeah you need to enjoy it so i i said to my parents i was like look i want to do film production i want to write i want to do screenwriting um and they just said okay but you've got to try hard you've got to like write your heart out um and you know so far i seem to be proving them that proving to them that i i can write um that i'm in the right place now um Mm -hmm. my grandparents aren't very accepting of it well my granddad, he, he, I, I could breathe, and my granddad would just be like, "Wow, you are the best person alive." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but my nan, she doesn't quite get it. She still wants me to do nursing, but she she just kind of accepts it now. Was um, she a nurse? She wasn't actually. Uh, I think she oh. wanted to be when she was younger, though. Oh, kind of um, getting like you to yeah. Yeah, it's like this is your dream, not mine. <laughs> that kind of thing. something out of a movie, isn't it? Like that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then Pretty obviously, much. so was it? Yeah, it was just always, as you say, you always liked writing and stuff. And then just screenwriting, just you just seen it. And you're obviously in Worcester Uni with me. And it, what? Why yeah. Worcester Uni? Is that just? A, it's it's not that far from home, isn't it? Not? Yeah. No, I'm I'm originally from Gloucester, so it's like really kind of close to home. Um, well, a funny story. When I was looking around Worcester, I like the universities and all that. I I was obviously looking for places to go for nursing mm-hmm. and I looked at Swansea I fell in love with Swansea I was adamant I was going to go there but I needed another option to put on like my list yeah so I was like oh, I'll check out Worcester it's close to home and on the open day I hated it I absolutely hated it wow. like with a passion um but I was like oh you know what I'll put it down I need an option I did my interview and stuff it was horrible it was terrifying <laughs> Honestly, the nursing interviews were really hard, but for a good reason. Yeah, um, yeah. And they rang me the day after and they were like, here you go. Here's a conditional offer. I was like, wow, wow okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and I think like a week later, um, I got a letter from the university saying that something that like barely ever happens they offered me an unconditional place at the university to do nursing. That never happens. What the hell did you do in that interview? Wow. I, I, like, it never happens. Like, my grades aren't amazing. Like, I don't get amazing grades. But like, it's it's crazy that they offered me an unconditional. So I was like, well, if they've offered me an unconditional, I might as well go around, have a look again. I might have just caught it on, like, a bad day or whatever. <laughs> so I went again, and I was like, okay okay this yeah oh this makes sense okay I I like... yeah and then like as i i ended up accepting it because i didn't get the grades for swansea and i am so glad i am so so glad um That's i love amazing. it here now you know obviously i changed to screenwriting and i still love it like i i love worcester as a city it's yeah it i love great. it too yeah i really do it's and so nice that is so interesting i love that story it's um, a great story. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it's just like the stars kind of aligned. That's such a yeah. cliche saying, but, you know, it really, really did. And now, Yeah, they really did. Because you never know what it would have been like in Swansea. You could you have had a good time too, but, you know, you found, you found like your group here and you found like your course. Yeah, your life exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the first year of nursing, it was like, so there, was there no aspect of it that you enjoyed? Though I know obviously you're saying that you... you yeah. Was there any aspect like because you obviously like, do you, was it all like parental pressure or not like pressure you know like just like leaning you to or like edging you you know go on you can do nursing or was there what would really yeah, made you make the decision? Um, well, like when I'm like a big kind of like mental health like advocate kind of thing like you know yeah. kind of wanting to reduce stigma and stuff with mental health, um, and so obviously doing mental health nursing was you know make a, a good place stuff, for me yeah. to make a start mm-hmm. and but then I think along with what well, my first ever placement I'd barely been on the course like five months 
and they put me in a high-risk mental health ward for my first placement. Wow. Where, you know, you've got to walk around with alarms on um, constantly. You've got to walk around and check the patients every five minutes. It, it was Christ. extremely stressful. I can imagine. And it takes a massive, massive toll on your mental health as well. Yeah. Um, I, oh. I did. However, I did enjoy going and doing my placement. It was stressful, but I did enjoy it to an extent. Yeah, making it. You're like making a difference. I feel like as some people have said yeah. that that you know you are helping people. But it was nice that when I first started on my placement, I I talked to some of the patients, and I think I've only ever whilst I was there. I only had one person get discharged and they were one of the people I spoke to. So it's kind of nice knowing that I contributed yeah. to them being discharged That's and hopefully really nice. getting better. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I just kind of decided in the end that the mental stress and strain that I'm getting from it kind of outweighed the, out, just outweighed like the good parts of it. It yeah. is extremely stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. But going from obviously nursing, but you're now doing screenwriting. Let's talk in the present. Let's stop talking like in parables okay. in the past. Yes. Uh, we'll say about screenwriting now, and we uh, as people will be shocked to know that we. Well, I have started to read the Harry Potter books, but you know, you're. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but uh, you, your one, your favorite film. Am I safe to say it's Inglorious Bastards? You are correct. It yeah. is. And why is that your favourite film? I'd just like to know because I know you're a big fan of Quentin Tarantino and all. So yeah. It's like probably like the most stereotypical film student-y thing. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But like, I just love like the way, with especially with the screenplay for In- Inglorious Bastards, like that opening scene. Um, spoilers if you've not seen it. <laughs> um, like the opening scene where... Hans Lander uh, goes into the house of Shoshana um, when she was younger and he discovers the Jews hiding in the floorboard. I just think that's Amazing, so well yeah. written. It is yeah. like his characterization is so unique and so impressive. Like I just I love the way he writes his characters yeah. and like the general stories he picks. He always kind of goes for kind of things you think of but never as unique he kind of somehow finds a way to add a unique twist to everything like even like the mundane things definitely yes. like like with once upon a time in hollywood like that's a, a pretty well-known story with like the mansons and sharon tate yeah. it's a pretty well-known story and it's it's still unique it's still something we haven't seen before even though it it is yeah i do get what and you it's mean. the same with inglorious bastards we all know like the story of world war Two. Mm-hmm. um but it's still unique and i just love that he has the ability to do that yeah and like as you say of a characterization like he writes such <laughs> good roles that you know the Christoph Waltz, who, what's his name, his character again? In, in oh, Go- Hans Lander. And then he plays, I don't know what his name is, in Django, uh, the dentist. Oh, gosh, yeah. I can't think of what the name is off the top of my head, but yeah. But Quentin Tarantino, like, obviously wrote these characters, his characters, but in obviously both films, and he won two Oscars, like, you know, for each role. It was yeah. Just, this just, just proves how good he is. And then, like... Oh, yeah, Christoph Waltz is just amazing as well. Like, 
Definitely. And then Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yes. He really has done such a good job, like, with that. But, um, what I was going to ask you, yeah, it's just, (laughs) Inglourious Bastards is just, is it, it is obviously the Quentin Tarantino effect, but there's just so much else, like the acting and the production. There's just so much that goes into it, definitely. Yeah, exactly. The production design for some of the scenes are just insane. They are so good. Yeah. I love it. And uh, then back to what you mentioned at the start is is a very very not very like smooth segue, but um you said that you're originally from Gloucester. I literally oh, yeah. being from Northern Ireland, literally heard Gloucester like mentioned a couple of times because I've heard a couple of people are from there. But yeah. what what is Gloucester like? Like where what well, you describe it to me. Give me a sales wow. pitch for Gloucester. <laughs> oh gosh. Um <laughs> so it's kind of like it's like 45 minutes from Worcester mm-hmm. um like 45 minutes south from Worcester uh it's funny enough funny enough Gloucester Cathedral is one of the places where Harry Potter is filmed <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't give a shit <laughs> no I don't I really don't I really don't um it's yeah so it's I think what else has been filmed there? Uh, Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass. Oh right. Uh, Sherlock Christmas Special. Wow. Okay. You're, and you're I think we had a Doctor it. Who episode filmed there as well. Oh right, yourself. But literally, it, huh? literally, all Gloucester is wanted for is the cathedral and Gloucester docks. That is literally like the only <laughs> appealing point of Gloucester. Um, <laughs> It's like we the stereotype is that we're farmers, like you know the proper farmer accent. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I I've lived in both kind of like the country part of Gloucester and the city centre. Oh really? And this this is not gonna sell it, but I personally I I don't love Gloucester. I really don't. It's Fair it's pretty empty. There's not much there really. It's just a lot of like abandoned shops. Um, <laughs> Houses just crammed in every single corner you could get. Um, I get you. But yeah, where where I live now, like in Gloucester, where like my parents live, it's really nice. Right next to a train track. I've always only ever lived near train tracks. Don't know why. Fun fact. Um, yeah, I've always lived near train tracks. There's a train track at the first house I lived in, the one where my parents live, and there's a train track to my left right now. That is crazy. I, yeah, I don't know why. But it just just, just happens. It just happens. Yeah, and I obviously you say Gloucester is like <laughs> a bit dead and stuff. I feel like you you have like the you have like say for example Gloucester, then you have like places like say like from Manchester to Liverpool or something. They're too crazy, and then I think Worcester's just the nice middle ground. I think. Yeah, like it. It's for me anyway. It's kind of got the same vibe as Gloucester. It really does. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's a bit more unique, and there's a, li- a lot more going on. Yeah, yeah, there de- definitely is. And it's a lot more well-maintained. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, you, uh, you live in, like, you li- you have a, obviously a house now. You're in, uh, you have a house, with, like, in Worcester, which is handy, you know, obviously, because uni student, you're not in halls now, but you're, like, in yeah. a house. And uh, there's just a thing, like, because I just, I was like, surprised, you know, whenever you told me, and, and there's no issue... That, but you live in a house full of boys. I do, I do, yeah. And how, how, were you like <laughs> nervous about that? Because I know I would be. 
Like, um, I was a little bit. Um, it wasn't too bad because uh, last year, so when I was doing my nursing, mm-hmm. I was uh, part of the Marvel DC Society. And yeah. the people that I live with now, they are the committee of that year. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so all my housemates, the people that live in here, they were, they're like, we have the ex-chair, we have the ex-secretary, everything. Um, and then this year, I am the inclusivity rep. Wow, okay. For Marvel DC. Um, I'm sadly standing down for next year. But, yeah. It's um, been a fun time. You enjoyed it. Your... Yeah, it has, actually. It actually has. Considering, like, obviously COVID and all that, it was actually really enjoyable. Um, we've been able to actually, like, because so much has kind of come out on, like, Disney Plus and all that. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I was a bit nervous before I moved in because I was like, oh my gosh. I lived with a, in a flat full of girls at the, uh, <laughs> in, whilst I was in halls. It was terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> there was me and seven girls. It, it, oh, crazy. Um, and then also I was kind of worried like, oh, I'm going to be the only girl in the house. It's not too bad. Um, you would yeah, rather have it over the... I've got the best. I've got the best bedroom, so... And, and you'd rather <laughs> have a, a house full of boys or a house full of girls? You're saying? Yeah, I've 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 got yeah I don't I, yeah I I do prefer living with all guys. To be fair, is the house actually clean? <laughs> when I it, the rooms that <laughs> I clean, yes. Yeah, I get that. I but get that. yeah, it yeah trying to motivate some of them to actually pull their weight. <laughs> I don't play, yeah, but I no, it's not too bad. It's not. It's honestly, I prefer living with the guys than I do did when I was living in halls with the girls. Yeah, because that, that is that really interests me because I am like for my creative <coughs> writing, uh, we've been set a task to write a story of like a utopia story where a uh, something that angers you in the real world like for example you know something like racism or homophobia or something yeah, uh, yeah. is removed so you have to write a story of uh, oh, that's cool. and basically i'm doing lad culture because that's something that really angry uh, uh, oh yeah no <laughs> i agree with that and i that just would make me whenever you know initially and i'm so glad that you know the boys you live with just like totally flip it and like you know are not are, yeah. aren't like lads and don't create like a lad culture in the house you live with it just makes me happy that it was just it's just because initially when i heard you know you live with all boys it's like oh shit you know what i mean i was just getting to like that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that would be my reaction because i'd be like i'd be very nervous i live in you know like a unisex hall and stuff and uh all different genders and stuff it's really interesting but you know just think of that and i'm just yeah it, it just really interests me <laughs> yeah it's 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 really not too bad they're all they're all really really great like so good. Uh, it, this is a, a good segue for a little short story. Oh, go um, yes. I when obviously like the pubs were open and stuff. I went to uh, Weatherspoons with a couple of people from the course, um, like Joseph and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and we had these. Some something went down in the pub with a friend who was a bit too drunk, um, and they were being kind of like real like homophobic and stuff. Right. towards our friend like this group of guys being homophobic towards our friend and he was so drunk he was like ready to kind of like swing for them kind of thing mm-hmm. so we were like no stop this is like when we had the curfew in 
So mm-hmm. it was literally 10 minutes before the pub shut. And, um, hold on. <coughs> um, and uh, basically they left, we left, and they were waiting outside for us. Wow. And they, luckily, one of the people we were with lived literally opposite. So, and they were following us. Holy shit. Um, yeah. And then, we, so we we had to, we went into their house, into like their house, just like, you know, to get out of the way. And they were banging on the door. Oh my God. It, it was crazy. And like, I, I, I was there on my own. I had to walk to the other side of Worcester. Like I had to cross the river. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not walking on my own. There's no way. Like, as as a female anyway, like... Yeah. It's scary. That is, that but, is... like, when you've literally had people following you, banging at the door trying to get to you as well. So I, I, I put a message in the group chat, like, with the, me and the guys in the house, and they were like, right, we're coming to get you. Stay there. And we all park oh, right that's... outside. You will get in the car, and we will t- bring you home. And I'm like, these guys, man. That is, great. But that is fucking insane. It, it yeah. It, it, I, Over it what though? Crazy. Just because uh, there's this. Te- oh, I don't know. I don't know why people take it so personally. Why? What do you identify as? What? What do you want to? Like, does it like? Why is it affecting you? It's yeah, not. It's not, and that's just a back big thing. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was just. It was. It was so crazy that you know they just. Yeah, they were just in. They were coming for us. Like it was, yeah, it's crazy. Wow, that that is wild. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, they came and got me, took me home. It was fine. <laughs> good, good. They're great. Are you ready for some uncomfortable questions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly yes. how my friend Rachel reacted. Literally, <laughs> a pause and then yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So first yeah, question. Yeah. The worst mm-hmm. feeling you ever had? Um, let me think. I have two options here. Oh, okay. One's like really, really deep. And then one's like pretty standard. Okay. So we'll do, we'll do the, the standard one. Ease us into it. Yeah, yeah. Probably when I... Actually, now I think about it, they're both quite deep. Okay then. I'm Damn. Excited. Okay, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so when I first started taking antidepressants, um, like the side effects are they're, they're horrible. They are so bad. Yeah. Um, like it's it it happens to everyone. Um, when you first start taking them, because obviously it's messing with like your body chemistry, your chemicals in your brain and stuff. It messes you up big time yeah i can imagine it, it really does like i i was having like sweats it was like having like i had a fever constant headache loss of appetite and then the shakes started they were bad they were so bad i just felt Jesus. so horrible it was terrible and it, what was even worse is that i was in uni halls at the time oh shit <laughs> I know, that's exactly Please. what I'd be thinking, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. They are terrible. Um, like, I recently just had them 
uh, doubled. And honestly, I got the side effects again because obviously it's upped that dose, but it was not as bad like at all. But the first, when you've gone from taking none of it to now taking double of that or just actually taking them, yeah, it's crazy. But obviously, you know, it does affect everyone differently. I was just quite like sensitive to the side effects. Yeah. But yeah, it's rough. It's rough, but it's fine. But that's it's really good of you to like, be able to talk with that and you know like oh yeah you you you, you like you should be proud that you could just like you know, say that it's really nice to, it's really refreshing to hear someone just like talk about it so you know calmly and just yeah, not like, have an issue with it yeah like I wanna like that's one of the reasons why I kind of started my Twitch was so I could kind of have that platform to kind of like have that support for people not just people suffering like mental health but like you know people suffering with their sexuality and kind of like struggling to come to terms with that or they don't feel welcomed they don't feel you know supported and stuff like that like i want to be able to kind of have a safe space for people to come and talk and stuff like that so like i'm still kind of doing my mental health advocation and yeah playing the block game at the same time <laughs> that is that is really good and that's really inspirational to be honest but i'm gonna ask you another question mm-hmm. um which is a wee bit more you know a uh, upbeat in a sense a uh, which is okay. your latest google search <laughs> god um <laughs> let me have a look let me have a look let me have a look um because mine is definitely uh Oscar, something to do with the Oscars or something like that. If if I was dancer, it would be. <laughs> Mine was uh, downloading Aim Lab to help me with my aim for Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is kind of uh, yeah, I could have guessed that. <laughs> or it was either that or um, I was doing like a time conversion, like a time zone conversion. Oh shit! Yeah, I think it was like like 2 p.m est kind of thing got it i have to 2 30 p.m est is 6 30 gmt if anyone's wondering <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, now um what is your happiest memory Oof, damn okay Uh. Let me think. <laughs> it's a, it's a, these are hard questions you need yeah. time you need like three to four working days but we ain't got that. Yeah, yeah, give me like a week. Come back to me in a week. <laughs> um, the first one that comes to mind, bringing a Twitch back into this, but was when I hit affiliate on Twitch. Um, so for listeners that don't know what uh, Twitch affiliate is, so Twitch is a streaming, like a live stream uh, service, I guess. Um, and affiliate is when you hit, you, you can only get it when you hit a certain criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you need 50 followers. Um, it's 50 followers, an average of five viewers uh, over 30 days. And you have to have streamed like every day of the week. Like not like every single day in a row, but like you have to have streamed on a Monday, on a Tuesday within like, the 30 days yeah and if you don't do that within the 30 days it like resets 
Oh, right, okay. So I had to stream seven times and get five average viewers within a month, less, just less than a month, and get 50 followers. And what affiliate means is that you can, you know, start having subs uh, subscribers, uh, people can start donating money to you, oh, they shit. can start, um, yeah, it just opens a lot more for you as a streamer and as a content creator. Yeah, that's so good. But that's yeah, that was, that, that was crazy. I was in a Discord call with a couple of my friends that, like like some of my internet friends, that kind of helped make it possible at the time. And I did cry. I did cry. Oh, that's um, so <laughs> that And they were happy. like cheering me on. It was so, it was, yeah, it was great. It was I, really I, cool. I love how it means that much. That's really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, my last question for you is, what is your biggest turnoff? <sighs> Damn. Um, this is a hard one, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm a pretty, like, open-minded person. Yeah. Um. You definitely are. I can agree. I can say you definitely are. Yeah, I'm, like, a really open-minded person. And, like, I don't like, you know, kind of, like, like, giving opinions on things until I'm, like, fully educated on them. Yep. Um. Maybe, like, non-open-minded people. People that are, like, really close-minded. Yeah, that's, that's and they're like not willing to shift, not willing to learn from things. Yeah, like you know, you get those people that are like, "Oh, I don't like this. Why? I don't know. I just don't like it." <laughs> and then you kind of like, yeah, give them. You can like give them, like educate them on the on it, and they'll be like, "No, yeah. I don't want it. I don't want to learn it. I don't, I, I don't care." <laughs> uh, maybe that, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. It's quite a hard one. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, you're now allowed to feel comfortable. The questions are over. <laughs> and it's time for the Peter quote this week. Um, for those who are just joining for this episode or whatever, this is a quote from my flatmate Peter, who is a great uh, P E T A R Bulgarian name. I just have to be tar. And <laughs> he he says this random shit all the time. And uh, I have a whole I have a notes page full of quotes from him. And oh my gosh! No, I actually do. And so I have a build up for every week. Uh, and the one so I'm sitting in my room. This is I'm going to start with context. It just works better this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sit in my room in complete silence, reading a book, and I hear like a a fart. Like it was, like, but like not like a normal like you know like on a chair. Sort of, it was like on the ground, sort of like vibrating down the floor and then I was like what are you doing and, he, and then he said like without any contact and saying I'm taking a picture of my legs to recreate it <laughs> I know exactly that's exactly what we all thought we were like because my flatmate Leo was next door and we, just, we were just like what the fuck what? Uh, what would you take from that what would be your if you got if he just like didn't answer any of the questions he said I'm taking a picture of my legs to recreate it what would you think <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> right, I've got two <laughs> thoughts on this. Yes. Why is he taking a picture of his leg? <laughs> okay, now I've got more thoughts now, actually. <laughs> Why is he taking a picture of his leg? Okay. What is he recreating? And what was the fart sound? <laughs> I can answer all those questions. Um... All I, what I originally thought was like he was sat outside your door. And he farted to like get your attention or something. Yeah. And, like you open the door. I don't know. Yeah. 
No. Well, basically, we we are very f- well. Me and Peter are very farty people. That we fart a lot. Yeah. So he uh, genuinely the fart was just a fart. He just, he just let it out. He did, it just escaped him <laughs> while he was. But I. Well, I, well, then obviously I was intrigued. Whenever you, someone says to you, "I'm taking a picture of my legs to recreate it," I think that's the type of you know, put down the put the bookmark in the book and get up and have a look at what yeah. the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I got up and he was in the in the hall with his like feet positioned, like you know, like you know, like you know, the when people take like or the legs, sorry, you know, they take like pictures and there's some bathing of like you know the legs. And <laughs> yeah. He was doing that, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm taking a picture," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And he. He explained that he had to do uh, for he's he's do he he studies graphic design so he had to do a picture where the top half is or do he had to create like a piece where the top half is an image and the bottom half is a drawing so he had to he was using his feet for the image section and then on the top half he was going to draw a load of like you know like a, a like a football net and it was going to be like it was he'd had a game of football so he's drawing a picture of his legs to recreate it. Isn't that insane? Yeah. <laughs> what was your other question? You were like, the fart was a fart. Um, the picture, the legs. Yeah, that answered all the questions. Oh, it did. Good. Okay, I didn't. I thought I left one out. I Good. just, I just love how the fart was just included. Like there was no need for that to be included, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> it's just like that extra. Like it's just the cherry on top. That definitely. <laughs> well, thank you, Tamara, so much for joining me. This oh, thing has been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem.